This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. And it's a new week, everybody, of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast right here on WaitingForNextYear.com and wherever you get your podcasts, Matt and Todd with you. We're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea T-Shirts. Tribe, a four and two week, uh, Todd Derry. Uh, two out of three from the Twins, two out of three from the White Sox. Kind of an impressive win on Sunday, holding out, holding down that Chicago offense. Police act pitched well, and all is good again with our red, white, and blue. I mean, all is good again with me, who watched ninety five percent of the pitches this week. Uh, what about Mister? What about the Tribe hunger strike? What about you, Mister Boycott? Live action uh, until Jake Powers is DFA'd. I got some bad news for you. I think he's going to be around for oh a while. Oh yeah, he's not going. He's not going anywhere. I don't know what to do. I mean, we we can get into this. Obviously, we got a lot of topics <laughs> and pitching matchups for the week as the Indians will play four with the uh, all of a sudden uh, explosive Kansas City Royals. Uh, including tonight will be a very intriguing night because the Royals are busting out one of their prized prospects right away here. And then three with the Reds, who just score runs in in, in crazy bunches. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to turn this into the uh, Matt Derry um, podcast show or whatever. But, yeah, I, I <laughs> as crazy as this is, but we, 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 we started the hunger strike last Monday. Because I just had had enough. If, if anybody missed the show last week, I said it on the on the on the pod here. I, I was done with Jake Bowers. I wanted him DFA'd. I figured it would happen this week. I figured it would happen that day when we recorded it. And we, we literally, by the way, for those listening, we literally had a conversation of we shouldn't do the podcast and record it Sunday night in case Bowers gets DFA'd the next morning. So we held off until our normal record time of eleven thirty on Monday because we didn't want to record and have Bowers gone. Isn't that, and he's still here a week later. Still here and playing a lot. And uh, <laughs> and actually, you know, so yeah, I, I didn't watch any games live. I uh, followed most of every pitch on, on the app, on the GameCast, you know, situation with the in-play out, in-play run, ball, curveball, strike. I mean, I, I, you know, it, it, I, got a, I got a headache from staring at that thing uh, so much. But I did it, and I was able to follow so we could do the show and I could be a fan, but I, I refuse to to watch. Um, it's funny, Saturday night I, I took my daughter to Longhorn Steakhouse, and there they go. They they put us in this booth, and over my shoulder as I walk in, I could see FS1 was on, and there was the game. And I kind of explained to her what was going on, and she's like, you won't last. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't really know what to do. I did I did like veer a couple times with my eyes to see the score. And I could see like Nick Sandlin throw a pitch, and I'm like, I guess the the boycott's over, but not really because I really, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the games. The team won, so maybe I should just keep doing this. But I don't know if I could do this again anymore. I, I this is and and Bowers, like you said, Todd, hit the ball semi hard this week. Actually, drew some walks, had some competitive at bats, drove in a couple of runs. He's not good, and I still want him gone, but I don't think he's going anywhere right now. Well, here, here's the main problem, and and this will move into topic number one on our list, is long-awaited season debut of Daniel Johnson, the oh. guy that most Tribe fans, including myself and you, have called for because we wanted to see DJ, let, and they, they, they sat with Bronville Reyes uh, uh, having, uh, wife having their second child, he was put on the paternity list, so there was an open roster spot, and they were a bat short, so they bring up Daniel Johnson, and he immediately bats lead off in game one or on Saturday because um, Cesar Hernandez had the day off after getting hit on the thumb trying to bunt, um, and he took it over in the first game, and then he gets another start in the second game, and unfortunately for uh, Daniel Johnson, he went 0 for 5 with 5 Ks and looked really what bad. Is, what is that called? The platinum sombrero? Well, that, it, it's, I was last night we were with our neighbors, and I was having this conversation with the great Steve Glassman. And he said, he goes, Todd, I know 3 is the silver sombrero, 4 is the golden sombrero, but what is 5? 
I think it's platinum. I think it's sombrero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I got in the car yesterday and I actually turned Hammy on for about a half an inning, and uh, he was—I mean, he wasn't ripping Daniel Johnson, but he was like, you know, and when Daniel Johnson got sent down, he wasn't happy about it, and he let the organization know about it, which is good because he's—he's got passion, and he felt like he got screwed over. And Hammy made a comment like, "Yeah, but when you come up and you can't even put the ball in play, that's not a good look." <laughs> you're you're right, and we. I'm glad Hammy told everybody that because you and I had heard that from sources at the beginning when he was first called up, or when he first didn't make the team, that he was really pissed about it. So, right. You know, again, over four in the first game with basically two infield pop outs, a fly out, and a ground out and 0 for 5 with 5 Ks in the second game, uh, I'm going to guess he's going to be returned, and I'm going to guess that the next time we see somebody, it will probably be Bobby Bradley after this. And I, and I don't – it's unfair to judge a guy. It's such a small sample size on nine at-bats. But when you go 0 for 5 with five strikeouts and look really bad doing so, when you've been basically telling the organization, you screwed me, I can't believe you screwed me. And then you get your chance, and that's what you do. Again, I know it's only two games, but that's uh, that's that's not a good look. And no, and, him and, being a left-handed bat, and this week when you talk about the pitching matchups, the amount of lefties the Indians are going to see, I don't know how they're going to keep him up. To be honest, with you. no, no, I, I don't either. And look, winning cures a lot of ails, and winning heals a lot of wounds. Um, you know, but the offense is still bad, and so when you're 29th in baseball with 207, you know, with a 207 batting average. Only Detroit, the unnamed team, is worse, and they're a minor league team. Um, you scored 103 runs, which is 26th in baseball, and your OPS is 666, which is 25th in the game. It doesn't mean that just because you go four and two, and look, give the Indians credit, they're back at 500. I said, and I told the executive producer this, I wanted us to be at 500 at the end of April because we dick around in April. We go science experiment in April every year. But now we're into May. The weather will warm up. Hopefully the bats the bats, bats will do. Bats warm up, Lynn. Yeah, that's a little Lynn Henning a trademark. Um, but uh, legendary Detroit news writer. and I, I love you're in this city, and I know people don't care about this, but I'm doing it. Um, this city is so remarkable Detroit media, people retire, but then they don't retire. It's like, Lynn Henning's retiring. Let's throw a party for him in Ferndale. And then like 10 weeks later, it's like, check out Lynn's prospect rankings. I'm like, didn't this motherfucker retire? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was like, Jerry Green's retired from the Detroit. Oh, Jerry's at the Super Bowl. He's been to every Super Bowl. Okay. Anyway, but uh, (laughs) what we saying? (laughs) <laughs> oh, but the bats will get better. But still, just because you go four and two doesn't mean that the offense still doesn't need some sort of jolt. I'm stunned that teams even throw the ball anywhere near the plate against Jose Ramirez. Like, I mean, especially this weekend. Wow. We no wow. And on Saturday, the, the, the bottom five of the order on Saturday was... A dumpster fire. It, it was it was Naylor, Bowers, Chang, Jimenez, and Hedges. Why in on earth would Jose Ramirez ever? Actually, I was flipping back and forth between the, the the game was on FS1. I was flipping back and forth between the national broadcast and FS1, which was Len Casper and AJ Pruszynski, and the 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 um, Bally Sports uh, um, now whatever. Um, local broadcast because you know i like when the indians are on nationally which is very rare i like to hear sure. what those announcers are going to say about the team so of course. I, listen we listen to matt and rick and andre 160 times a year so i, I want to you know whatever so the, literally the first inning comes up and jose ramirez comes up and aj Brzezinski literally said i don't know why the white Sox would throw anything in the zone to jose ramirez <laughs> the entire day so right i give him a and i hate aj Brzezinski. he's one of my Top five all-time most hated baseball players, right up there with uh, Papelbon. Like uh, Papelbon, I'd say they're one, two. Those two, yeah. Papelbon and uh, they were hated and, by and they were hated by everybody. Happened. Yeah, but 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 uh, but yeah, he's right. And then the next day, yesterday, again, you have no Franmil Reyes. The lineup was a tad better, but still, after Eddie Rosario in that order. 
it's still not great. No, and, and even and even Eddie's not really hitting. So I mean, right? Ed, Eddie had the one uh, RBI hit this weekend when uh, um, Friday game, Friday night. Pitch yep. in his eyes, it was good. But but yeah, and then yesterday, I mean, the, the amount of times this team has asked Jose Ramirez to bail the offense out, and he continues to do it, is just astounding. I don't understand why he doesn't get the national credit that he deserves. And I'll tell you what, and I don't want to discuss him. (laughs) Moratorium. Moratorium. I saw the end of, I was watching uh, FS1's pregame show on Saturday. And they did a, uh, uh, you know, it was May 1st, best plays of April. I saw two redacted one plays, a solo homer, and then it the, o- the only home run he has all year. Oh yeah, I saw two plays in a sixty-second montage from him. The same amount of extra base hits he has this year. Do you want to know how many times I saw Jose Ramirez in that segment? That'd be zero. It's a joke. And who is the far superior player? It's not even close. It's, like it's not even MLB close. MLB is pushing. MLB is pushing the redacted ones so hard. Of course they are. York, they didn't do shit for the last five years. Dude, Cleveland. last night. Uh, Pete Alonzo was interviewed live on SportsCenter at the end of the Mets Phillies game. That. I know. And Steve Lee, first of all, Steve Levy, who isn't good. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, people go, oh, Steve Levy. Steve Levy's one of the last ones left because everybody leaves ESPN. All right, Steve, Steve Levy isn't good. He, he's an average anchor, and he's, I don't think he's good at calling games. He's fine. He's a pro. I, I don't like him on Monday. He's fine. He gets on there and interviews Pete Alonzo. Now, if that were Rockies. Blue Jays, if that were even Dodgers. But because it's the Mets and it's Levy's Mets, it turned into this 20-question interview with Pete Pete Alonso wanted to get out of there. Like, you could tell Pete Alonso's like, another question? Then, like, eight questions deep on a post-game interview, which usually is a minute, minute and a half, two minutes. He's like, hey, uh, so, Pete, uh, you trying to pick up your teammate there, Francisco? Blah, blah, blah. And you could tell Alonso's like, yeah, he's a great player. We'll be fine. Like, they're forcing number 12 down our throats nationally. You and I know the truth. I texted Ryan Field, my buddy in New York last night. He was a TV anchor. I said, you know, bases were loaded. I said, here he comes. You knew what was coming. Fly out to right field. I called it. We all called it in February. Like, enough already. Yeah, I mean, okay. that was I, I, I'm I sorry I moratorium, up, moratorium. I, I'm sorry I brought it up, but the truth is, and it comes back to the point that Jose Ramirez is unfriggin' believable. He I mean, he is so good. And again, yesterday comes up. It's a two two nothing game, very tight. We're into the bullpens at this point, and he comes up and hits another two run homer in the seventh inning in a two run game. I mean, he's just—it's beyond words how great he is, truly. And it, it does help, definitely having uh, Eddie Rosario behind him. I think it's helping him, sure. But he doesn't need the help because. He's the best player on the team by a mile. He's maybe the, the you know next to Mike Trout the best player in the American League. I, I just I think he is so great, and I it's not that I didn't appreciate his greatness before, but I truly appreciate how great he is now. Now that the redacted one has signed for three hundred and whatever million dollars, yeah. and doing nothing. <laughs> the fa- and I and I will always come back to the fact that I feel terrible for him. I'm happy for the Indians as an organization. But the fact that he signed that horrible contract, he has cost himself hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, he's going to have to wait. for another two years. Yeah, yeah. He's not, you think they're getting rid of him? No, no. they're not. But he's going to have to wait for the big payday unless the Indians like sell the team and a new owner comes in and says, first thing on my, my list, we're extending Same. Bieber and we're extending yeah. Jose. And they're both going to get paid handsomely because it's uh, he's special. And he takes the extra base. He runs hard. He, he you know he puts singles into doubles. Even the other day, he had the RBI single um, to left, and uh, with the throws and everything else. But you knew he was going to be standing on second. He always takes the extra base. Smart base and runner. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. And there's some, there's sometimes he does stupid stuff. Not not Bowers dumb going from first to third with Luis Robert and the ball right oh in front of him. Oh my god, that was that was so stupid. But that you know. Was... <laughs> There's nothing I think, and, and I will say this because I've been uh, boycotting or the hunger strike, as you called on Twitter, uh, the the uh, the uh, MLB offering the um, condensed game, which I'll watch late night, is just that's so good. It's great. It gives me everything I need, but it's just it, so it annoying. Very good. One, one other great thing about Jose Ramirez is he also has the most a great eye. I mean, he walks 
all the time too. Yeah. It's not like he's not Eddie Rosario up there swinging at everything, never taking walks. Um, and, and I hope that guys like the young kids like Josh Naylor and Andres Jimenez and, and Ahmed Rosario, I, I hope they're watching. I mean, these guys are more free swingers. Uh, Jose Ramirez is so patient. He just doesn't give up. He doesn't throw at bats away. He doesn't throw pitches away. He's not often swinging it. You don't see him swinging at bad pitches very often. Or swinging and swaying his vertebrae either. That's right. It's two weeks in a row. <laughs> That's a bad. Right? Um, Matt and Todd with you. Dairy Brothers Tribecast, uh, waitingfornextyear.com. Indians and Royals for the first of four uh, in Kansas City uh, tonight through Thursday. And then the weekend series with the Reds. Uh, another interleague series, but this time in Cleveland. Uh, the Ohio Cup up for grabs. Of course, since he took two out of three. Uh, the first time the two teams met. Indians currently at 13-13, and 13, um, three games out of first place in third place, game and a half back of the White Sox, and three back, like we said, of the Royals. Really, the American League, other than the Red Sox, which have been a big surprise, and maybe the Royals to an extent. Todd, the American League's wide open. I mean, there's the, yep. the JV outfit um, at the bottom of this division, and then basically everybody else has been, it's been very competitive. You know, the Royals are in first place with a minus three run differential. But anything's possible, and that's why with the Indians' bullpen, and we'll get into it, and their pitching mostly has been pretty good. Some of the starters haven't. But otherwise, the Indians are in every game. Yeah, they've had a couple of clunkers. Certainly Saturday was a clunker. You know, McKenzie gets squeezed on that 3-2 pitch to Lamb and then gives up the grand slam. He's a roller coaster because, he man, he, he misses bats like crazy and his stuff is good, and then he just walks the ballpark. But... I think once the Indians get this starting rotation kind of settled down a little bit and they can find one or two bats they can rely on, I think they're going to be all right. I mean, this was a nice weekend series to win. It helped that the White Sox have had a ton of injuries. But still, going into Chicago and taking two out of three is nothing to sniff at. The fact that they are at 500 when you consider essentially up until the last two times out, Zach Plesak, Logan Allen, and Tristan McKenzie gave them absolutely nothing. Uh, it, it's pretty amazing. I mean, that essentially means you have to win every time Bieber and Sabali are, are on the mound. But Plesak, the last two games, has really been good. Um, I know he walked four yesterday, but gave up only three hits. You know, didn't allow a run. Made sure he minimized the damage. You know, the hope was to get him through six because when at, at this point in the season, you can already see that the Shaw uh, uh, 99 and Emmanuel Class A Seven eight nine is just unhittable. So you get a lead into the seventh inning, and it's it's game over. So uh, it, it's good. But going back to Tristan McKenzie, he struck out the side in the first and looked really good doing so. I was like, wow. I mean, you know, he's only hitting ninety two on his fastball, but there's so much movement on it, and he's keeping it high in the zone, and the, he's making these guys chase these high fastballs. The second inning. He struck out three more, but the problem was he walked four. But, like, going back to what you said, the game changed really on the 3-2 pitch to Jake Lamb that was clearly strike three and was called ball four. I mean, you can go back and you can look in the in the in uh, on the app or, or anywhere in the zone. I mean, it was it was strike. It was in the, the zone. Yeah, it was in the box. It, 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 oh, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a strike. And that would have been out of the inning, 0-0. Instead, he walks Jake Lamb and... Walked, he walked Garcia and then Anderson. Walked Garcia yeah. and then gave up the grand slam. It was, but but his main problem, which has continued all year long, is that he gets behind everybody. He was. I, I said this on the last podcast. I I saw. I went to the game that he started. I can't remember who it was against, but he was down three one to the fir- four of the first five batters. And when you get behind like that, it's a problem. I think they'll let him work through it. Because the stuff is good, but it's going to be something to watch. I mean, now you've already kind of discarded Logan Allen for now to get him, you know, together. Uh, Sam Hentges is going to start on Wednesday, I believe. Tuesday. And he will be getting Tuesday. Okay, and he's getting his first start. So, you know, they, they got a little bit give, – give Tristan a little bit longer of a leash, I think. I, I You know, I still I still think the stuff is good, though, and, and – I'm not that concerned yet, but I'm trending in that direction. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm excited to see what Big Sam does. Um, but you got to remember a few things about this team. There, There's some really young guys. And I know you're all over me on the 
Andres Jimenez three for his last twenty nine uh, uh, bit that you have going, but he's he, he he's twenty two. We're sitting here going, we're 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 picking on some guys, and that's what fans do. We get frustrated. We want them to succeed, but like Josh Naylor's twenty three, Tristan McKenzie's twenty three, Jimenez is twenty two. It's not like we're trotting out Jonathan Scope and Nomar Mazzara like another team in this division. You know, like we've got some young guys that they're putting out there, which is refreshing. It's not Domingo Santana and Hanley Ramirez and Colin Cowgill. So at least they're playing some young guys. But th- this is what I think is going to be going on for at least the first part of this year is what you hope is they get to the middle of the summer and some of these guys really turn the corner and then we make a run at the playoffs. But there's some young guys playing, man. And it's like, you know, Daniel Johnson's still, what, 24, 25? Uh, 25, yeah. You know, so, but, but, but McKenzie. But now should be his up, yeah. Right. But McKenzie, and, you know, Naylor, you forget, is only 23. You, for, you know, because he looks 33. And, <laughs> you know, there's just, there's some times where Josh hits and you say, man, you know, he's hitting 260, 255. It's not horrible for this team that's like really good, but he just can't drive runs in. When you need him in the clutch, he's he's he struggles. Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, this is the first chance he's been as an everyday player that he's gotten to be an everyday player, and this is the year to ride it out and give these guys the advance. Okay, it, this this is the year where you have to be patient, and it's I know that you know you don't love Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez is off to a slow start, and then I I I'm in no way saying that we should be dumping any of these guys. There's only one guy to dump, and that's Jake Bowers. I agree. Uh, everybody Agreed. else should be written. Everybody else should be written all the way down and just let it happen. I still think the best move for a, a Med Rosario, by the way, had a nice weekend. He did. Three hits yesterday. Uh, other than that awful play he made in center field, <laughs> uh, which was really bad. Um, and again, like, I got so mad at in the moment that he just right because it's because it's Bieber it's it's Friday night it's Bieber it's the White Sox who I can't stand you know it's like let's get this W and start the weekend off right and this guy takes this crazy route to a ball and dives and it gets behind him you know with two two outs also right yeah it was just I know I I know is his his but it's again it's not his fault I mean I, I go back to the fact that. At the beginning of the se- at spring, they should have tried him out in the outfield. Then, not hey, there's a week right. left in that's, spring training. That's on the organization. Right, that's on the organization. No question about it. No question about it. And I'll say this about Rosario, and I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm a fan because he's on our team, but I don't think he's that good. I think he's a guy. But yesterday, his triple. I watched this last night. Man, he runs hard out of the box and. Play, you know, he took that extra base. He got the triple. It's because the minute he hits the ball, if you watch him, he always is sprinting. And I'd much rather have that than somebody, you know, something else where it's lollygagging or or ball or ball watching. So I, I will give him credit. He is trying hard, and yeah, he did have a good weekend. Uh, they needed his bat yesterday, and he came through big time. Absolutely, and I still, I still think though he's best as a super as a super utility. Like I think there are at bats for him every day, and not every day, but five out of every seven games. If you move him all over the diamond, I mean, if you play him at short once or twice a week, you play him at second base. You know, if you have to, if Cesar gets hurt, you play him in left field once a week or right. You know, what a DH Eddie one day. You know, give you know it, you, everybody rotates in for a day off every once in a while. He can play center field three, four times a week. He can play shortstop twice a week. You know, ever or whatever, and he gets enough at bats. You know, Yu Chang had a blue pit th- that was that was nice on Saturday um, when when they needed it with two men on. But again, I don't know, I, and I know that you is essentially the first baseman against left-handed pitching, which. I mean, if that's that's who you're going for. I mean, that's that's your first base. Well, then, then, then that's a, then that's an indictment on this organization. Is that yeah, the, you know? I mean, we talk about the pitching factory. It's like, all right, you and I were texting. Sandlin comes up, Nelson comes up, and it's just we have yeah. a ton of arms. You know, Eli Morgan is a good uh, a start at the uh, um, at the yeah, minor league that? site. So there's yeah, arms awesome. everywhere. There's arms yeah. everywhere, and I know we got guys coming like <clears throat> you know Arias and Rocchio and Miller and. You know, there are middle infielders aplenty. 
But can we Freeman. just yeah, right. Tyler Freeman, not Lester Freeman, but Tyler. Not Freeman. Mike Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we just have no outfielders. Like Daniel Johnson is this big hope of ours. Wasn't developed in our system. Came over in the Jan Gomes trade and has this long ass swing. So it's like, I'm hoping that Daniel can turn it around. But there's not that outfielder that just you know, like you said, we drafted Zimmer in the first round. Bust. We drafted Frazier in the first round. He's doing nothing for the Yankees. Like. We just had one more outfielder that we could really rely on that would be a nice big bat hitting fifth, sixth, whatever, really lengthen the lineup. It's a struggle. It's a struggle to watch this offense. You know what the saddest thing is? Legit. The best first-round outfielder, and they've drafted a million since Manny Ramirez in whatever year, I think Manny was drafted in 91, maybe. Maybe, I think. Yeah, because we're around that time. Yeah, was Tyler Naquin, best outfielder you drafted in the first round. I mean, if you go back and you look at the first round outfielders, it's littered with busts. Trevor Crow, uh, Will uh, Will Will Benson. Will Benson is only in Double A at this point, and he hasn't shown much. You know, it was like you said, Zimmer and 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 Frazier back to back. Um, who whatever, am I forgetting? Whatever happened Johnny, to Double what, I remember Johnny Drennan. Whatever happened to Double A, by the way, the caller on the Stern Show? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how's it going? What's going on? <laughs> Is he still around? No, he's not, actually. No, he's not. Many people aren't. Anyways, I'm just saying. It, it, right, it, it's a laundry list of scrubs. I mean, yeah, it's and, and that's, a main, that's a major problem. Yeah. When you got to hit on your first-round picks or somebody. It's it's here. I'm going to give you the first round outfielders right now. 97. These are outfielders since Manny was 91. Manny, okay. Manny, Jason Fitzgerald in 1997. Ever heard of him? Out no. Of Tulane? No idea. Nope. Uh, Mike Conroy out of Boston College. Ever heard of him? No. That was 2001. Didn't make it. Brad Snyder. Yes, I remember. I remember drafting him. Yes. 18th overall. Didn't make it. Trevor Crow in 05, bust. Johnny Drennan in 05, bust. Tyler Naquin in 12, Frazier in 13, Zimmer in 14, Mike Poppy in 14. Didn't make it. Will Benson in 16. I mean, that that is awful. Terrible. I mean, you, you to go over like that, you, I mean, that's just, I mean, Lonnie Chisinau was drafted to be a third baseman Correct. in 2008 and, and converted to an outfielder. So he doesn't count. Well, and Kipnis was drafted as an outfielder, but was converted to second base. But he People was a second-round pick. Right, but he wasn't a first-round yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the Columbus Clippers, so we can follow uh, what the minor leagues are doing, and certainly, you know, if Daniel Johnson gets kind of sent back or whatever, they, they start up play tomorrow with uh, a six-game series against Louisville. <laughs> Is that what they're doing? That's are what they're, they're doing. Like that? That's um, how they're doing it. So they go to Louisville, and they're in Louisville from – May 4th to May 9th, they play six games in a row. Then they host Omaha for six. That's how they're doing. You mentioned Eli Morgan. Uh, He threw threw four innings in an exhibition game. I think it was either Saturday or yesterday. And he allowed zero base runners and only threw 34 pitches to get um, 12 outs, which is incredible. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Pitching Factory, Uncle Ruben, the whole crew, man, they deserve a lot of credit. Um, they get these cool, guys, cool. they get these guys ready, but just the offense is just—it's <laughs> it's brutal. But like you said, I think you know these guys are going to have to play. I mean, it's not like there's—I think Owen Miller's probably ready, and it'll be interesting to see what he does the fir- this first week in Columbus. Like, let's say he just comes out and is just hitting the cover off the ball, and and, and Bowers and Chang continue to be Bowers and Chang. Although, like I said, Jake's at bats. Right, Owen Miller. That's the only problem. Give him yeah, a first base. Give him play. a first baseman's mitt. I don't care. <laughs> I hope he plays some first base at, at Columbus, just to just to give give him a chance. I know that's Bobby Bradley's spot, but he can DH too. So maybe they're well. I I bet they're trying everybody in the corner outfield. The guy that we haven't talked about, Oscar Mercado. No, he's. I feel like he's way off the radar. Is Nolan Jones? Oh yeah, Jones is playing first base and corner outfield right now. They basically said third base. You're not. It's not happening. I mean, he he's not going to play third base on this team for three years. And if he's ready, it's it's got to be first base or the outfield for him. So 
you know, that's your that's that's the guy. I mean, that's yeah. your top. Prop. He had two home runs the other day. So I mean, I don't. Yeah. I didn't. Ex- I I thought maybe he'd be a late season call up this year, but look, you never know. You never know. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. All right, uh, Center for Advanced Dentistry. What is going on over there with uh, Dr. Ben, Dr. Sean as well? Have you heard from them? What's what's the latest? What's the latest? Uh, any cra- any crazy texts? Oh, the bro. Oh, excited yes. about the Browns draft. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, I know Dr. Ben's not down with the hunger strike. He wants you to uh, keep one eye on the uh, on the Indians, but uh, well, I, I, know I have an eye on them. I'm just not watching. I know we're it's... just we're just busting your balls. But if you go to cfad.net and you hop on that website, you will see two of the more handsome dentists in all of America. America's number one dentist, Dr. Ben Hornstein, and of course his new partner, Dr. Sean Schlesel. If you need a dentist and you live on the east side, or if you live on the west side, just give them a call. Check them out. CFAD.net, 216-595-1710. If you're a Cleveland sports fan and you want to go to the dentist and you want to talk some <laughs> Cleveland sports, you can do it. I'm on, the, I'm on the site right now. Sean looks like Brad Stevens. A little bit. A little bit. A little mixture uh, of Brad Stevens and Jeff Goodman. No, we don't look like Goodman at all. What does he look like? Regardless, I don't know if Jeff Goodman's as good as, at, at his job as, as Dr. Sean is at, <laughs> at his job cleaning, uh, uh, doing doing dental work, that's for sure. But but in all seriousness, check them out. Uh, I've been going there since I was basically 18 years old, and uh, Sandy has, has been my hygienist forever. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, everybody there is just, it's just a real positive environment. I, I'm being dead serious. Exceptional dentistry in a fun and relaxed atmosphere. It's the truth. And and I, I'm as, as a client, I can honestly say that when I go in there, they just put me at ease. They're, everybody is so friendly, smiles on their faces, and they just want to help and, and improve your life, improve your smile, whatever they can do. So check them out. 216-595-1710 or cfad.net. Uh, check them out, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. Now, these. Yes, big I talk about teeth and you talk about t-shirts. So big big what's news going on with our friends over there breaking teeth. Well, with big the new big t-shirt that big, I created. Big news. Big news is right. Todd, Todd was on the horn with uh, Jamie M. last week <laughs> after the uh, Jordan Lupla walk-off bomb and created a Loop There It Is t-shirt, and it is there for you at BreakingTea.com slash dairy. That is the Cleveland collection. Look, the bullpen is unbeatable. All right, it's un- The guys are coming in there and mowing them down. Sean the 7th, Karen Jack in the 8th. Class A in the ninth. You want the Uncle Brian and the rest of the boys T-shirt, which is really cool. It's blue. It's got the state of Ohio. I'm I'm buying the Luplo shirt today. Uh, it's time for a new purchase. So Loop, there it is. Blue T-shirt as well, with Jordan swinging the bat. It's kind of cool. 
Um, and you get it at uh, breakingtea.com. That's breaking the letter T.com slash dairy. If you want some brown stuff, calf stuff, oh, apparently uh, people are upset with Colin Sexton. Uh, but regardless, get your uh, Breaking Tea t shirts. <laughs> you want to what? Uh, breakingtea.com slash dairy, D E R Y. And when you're ordering your stuff, put the promo code TRIBECAST10 in for 10% off your purchase at Breaking Tea. Dot com. All right. So, uh, what else are we talking about? So, the Indians have a pretty big series coming up with the uh, with the Royals this week. I always enjoy when they play games in Kansas City. I don't know. That's I like that stadium. And decay is awesome. It is. Those who haven't been there, it's really great. I love it. And uh, a chance to see what you know how the team's going to do against some pretty good pitching. Kansas City's bats have been hot. Merrifield always kills us. Uh, are you going to any games uh, over the weekend with the Reds coming in? I got. Uh, Sunday, I'm going. Mother's Day, I'm taking one child um, and giving my lovely wife today to do whatever she wants. So most likely that means Brooke. So will be coming with me. Um, so yeah, I'm going on Sunday against the Reds. I don't, and I will not be. We'll talk about this next week because Monday's an off day next week, but. There's those two home games against uh, the Cubs, which I will not be attending because I can't watch that team in my stadium ever. No, no, your blood pressure doesn't need it. Um, no, 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 I can't. But no, yeah, um, th- this is going to be an interesting week. Um, I can't believe the Royals have uh, have sustained this, but when you look at their lineup, you know, and we, you know, what we should do is, you know, the next time the Indians and Royals have a big series, I, I know they play again uh, in July. We got to have our buddy Josh Klingler on. In, uh, oh State. yeah, no uh, doubt. Six ten sports. Yeah, sideline uh, reporter uh, to the stars for the Kansas City yes. Chiefs. He loves yes, his we, he, we, he loves his Royals. Yeah, we got we got to have we got to have him on to discuss. But that lineup is really loaded. Uh, I don't think that anybody saw this coming, and they're really getting great starting pitching, which was not expected from some unlikely sources. Yeah, no, they are. Mike Miners pitched well. Uh, we'll go over the pitching matchups, but you know, Carlos is 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 you know a, a nice staple there in that two spot. Dozier hit a home run yesterday. He always kills the Indians. Uh, Merrifield, we know Solaire. They've they've got a nice team and they're playing the game hard. They take the extra base. They're good defensively. That, that's the other thing I know. Exactly, the executive producer Jeremy brought up in our prep was uh, the Indians' outfield defense, which. You know, in a series like this coming up in Kansas City and kind of a bigger outfield at times, um, <laughs> a concern to say the least, um, especially when you've got Naylor and Ahmed out there and <laughs> even Luplo the other night. I mean, a ball that I know he he dove, but the ball hit him right in the glove and cost well, Bieber. That you know. was a tough play. Yeah, should he made it sure, but that was a tough play. I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. Did you know, by the way, with the Royals, I mean, have you seen Carlos's numbers overall? I mean, he's having a really good year. Yeah. Uh, and he's been a really, you know, the, the stuff I read is that he's been a really, you know, leader and positive guy in that clubhouse, and, and everybody seems to love him. And, you know, 904 OPS to start the season, six homers, 21 driven in. I mean, Whit Merrifield is obviously someone who's destroyed the Indians for his entire career. Andrew Benintendi seems to be having a, a, a resurrection um, now that he's out of Boston. And Salvador Perez, who signed that monster contract, uh, is, is also having a, a, a great he's a he's a, mon- only, he's a monster. The, the, the only guy who's really not hitting well for them is, is uh, Jorge Soler, who yeah. had 40 homers a couple yeah, of years but ago. But he's still a really good but, player, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know how long they sustain this. Um, but they got, you know, they're, they're an interesting team. Um, it seems that it, it's so interesting in the AL central because the twins have just completely fallen off. I mean, they got this, they lost two or three again this weekend. They lost two or three to the Indians this week. And other than that game that I went to where, uh, on Wednesday with mom, where of course, classic, uh, our mother, God bless her. She is one of the more negative people. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I can't believe I, I didn't know you took her to the game and then, you know, there I am sitting there, and I'm doing some work, and I'm I got game cast to my left, and I see in play run home run in play run home back to back home runs to start the game, and then you're like, yeah, I'm here with mom. I'm Wait, like, well, of course, home run, home run, walk, home run. That yeah. was the first four. Lo- Logan Allen throwing batting practice, but it, it yeah. also didn't help that mom was there. Can I can I go on a side note? I 
I, I so uh, um, I had tickets to that snowed out game against the White Sox. So I traded them in, and I actually got club seats. I saw yeah. for the game against the Royals, and I hadn't sat in the club in I don't know three years, maybe. They've really done a nice job of upgrading it. It's more open air, obviously because of COVID. They they've opened it up more, like it's. But you were you were you were you were up in the club, up in the club. Yeah, uh, the the food selection. Mm-hmm. I ate a plate of mini pierogies, mini uh, um, potato pancakes, and kielbasa, and they had applesauce for the potato pancakes. It was. A plus. They really had a great spread, like better than usual. So, if you get the chance to get in some club seats, I highly recommend it because the food was really good. I like that. That's great. I mean, look, you can't. I mean, on the field that day. That's (laughs) yes, it was not a good day. We we already taken the first the first two from Minnesota, so it was like, hey, they can sweep great if not. But but then next, you know, it's ten to two, and the Twins hit like five thousand home runs in that game. But. no, that's good. I mean, sometimes you got to go away from the traditional fare. I'm always just a hot dog guy first, with the stadium mustard or whatever. But yeah, if you can, if you got some good Polish food and you're and you're well, enjoying yourself, that's yeah, solid. But, you know what? I I have I have I I have gone to the same thing. I've kind of I'm back and forth. So I've been to six games uh, this year, um, and I've I've gone three and uh, uh, three, two and one. I've had the uh, um, nachos from uh, the chicken nachos from uh, Momocho, which because the crowds are are a lot less. Normally that line I can't even get it because the line's so long. There's been like no line at it, which is great. I've had that three times, a plus. And by the way, the key is you go chips, chick. They go chips, then cheese, then chicken. You gotta go chips, cheese, chicken, then more cheese. Oh, nice. The pro. That's a pro move right there. <laughs> I've had that. I've had that three times. I've had. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, kosher dog with stadium mustard twice, and then I had the club seats. But yeah, I don't know why I said uh, why I'm telling you that. But yeah. no, this is yeah. this is fun. Yeah, like fun it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, pitching matchups. Let's get into it. Um, all right, so four with the Royals. So tonight, here's Kansas City, like totally just stroking their fans a little bit. Um, you know, they get blown out yesterday, uh, the Royals did by the Twins, which, uh, what's-his-nuts, Keller has had a lousy year, Brad Keller. Keller. Yeah. Um, not Mitch the Itch, but, uh, or Mitch Apalooza, uh, but Brad what Keller. About, what about uh, uh, Mitch Talbot? <laughs> Remember how bad he <laughs> Didn't was? he, like, try to make a comeback last year or the year before? Like, he was in AAA with, uh, two years ago, he was in AAA. Like, what was that? that I was... still can't believe that... that... Those that era that was that was the early active era. Those, we those pitching, ugh, gross. He was like our fourth starter for like two years. Active ball, not mm. garbage. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. What about Edward Mujica? He was the uh, random Indian Indian of the day on the uh, um, Selby's Godcast last week. The, the nothing like you promoting someone else's pod again. <laughs> but hey, but Zach, he's like a brother to us. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Listen, right. I love those guys. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Eddie Mujica. Uh, what was funny about him was he was like the perennial prospect. When we bring him up, he's going to be great, and he never like stuck. And then he went on to. I think he went he to the Cardinals, and he went teams. to the yeah, he went to the Cardinals, and had like thirty and saves. The Red Sox. I think he made a couple All Star teams. Great, yeah, he, he did. Reminds me of the other the other guy was Hector Ambriz. Remember him? Hector Ambriz, yes, yes. Yeah, Rule Five draftee out of the pen. I do remember that. And Hector Rondon was always supposed to be so good. You no, know, that was the guy that was supposed to be the it guy yeah. for us. Oh yeah. And then he got hurt. I don't think he. I don't think he ever pitched in the majors with the Indians. I think the obviously Cubs he did with the Cubs. Five. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So tonight, um, Daniel Lynch. All right, this big lefty, 23, 24 years of age, 32 starts in the minors with an ERA of 250, uh, never pitched above double A, is getting the call up tonight. So instead of Jacob yeah. Junis, they're calling up their number two prospect, their number one prospect, Bobby Wood Jr. I don't think they have room for him right now, but eventually he'll be up too. But Daniel Lynch, big lefty, going up against Aaron Savali tonight. So a really intriguing game to open up the series uh, in Kansas City. Tuesday night, Sam Hentges makes his first start. Big Sam against Mike Miner. So that's back-to-back lefties that the Indians are going to see this week. 
Wednesday night, Shane Bieber against Brady Singer, the very talented right-hander. And then Thursday afternoon, 2-10 start for McKenzie and Danny Duffy, who uh, we used to rack around, but then earlier in the year kind of shut us down a little bit. So that's three lefties to start that series, or three out of four lefties to start the week. Then Friday, the Indians come home. The Reds, Wade Miley. So that's another lefty for the first five against Zach Plesak. Saturday, Savali against Luis Castillo, who's the Reds' ace. But if you've been paying attention, uh, and I know many of you do, to NL ball, uh, three and one, by the way, in the uh, uh, Cork Memorial League. NL only, baby. Three and one uh, for Team D's. Uh, Luis Castillo's ERA is 607, but he's their ace. Uh, We miss Sonny Gray, thank goodness, because I always think he hurts us. And then uh, Sunday, Hentges and Tyler Malley, uh, yeah. former uh, Team Deezer. So th- two righties over the weekend, but, Todd, interesting, four of their next five games against left-handed pitchers. I don't know what to think about that. That I guess this means a lot of, a lot of burn for Yu Chang, but, um, yeah. you know, Jose Ramirez has been hitting a lot of home runs, but he, doesn't, he hits most of them from the left side. This, you'll see this week uh, Ahmed Rosario and Jordan Luplo and Yu Chang, you know, essentially every day, um, which which will be, you know, interesting. Uh, Brady Singer, a member of 10% capacity, also in first place, my name. Nice, nice. Yes. 10% yes. capacity. That's right. Uh, uh, Danny Duffy is, you know, I feel like, I, I think I said this the last time on the podcast, I feel like Danny Duffy has been on, on the Royals for 100 years. But have you seen his numbers this yeah, year? Yeah, he's been good. 34 strikeouts and nine walks in 30 innings. Uh, he's 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 been really, really good. He's only the most – he's made five starts. He's given up 0-1-2-0-1. That's pretty good. That is good. So it, it's, it seems like he's found something. So uh, it's going to be – you know, the Indians uh, have, have historically had trouble with left-handed pitching, but in this last – couple of years uh they seem to have done better so i i I actually prefer when a lefty is on the mound because that means jake bowers is not gonna be playing first base it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on with the catching position because if you you you, what you you've known that uh uh, roberto perez has an issue with one of his fingers and he did not play saturday or sunday austin hedges took uh both starts and we'll see. They said either he's going to try to play through it, but it's usually like a seven to ten day thing. And uh, they weren't going to make a roster change as of yesterday or this morning. They hadn't done so. I know um, they had been carrying Rene Rivera on the um, taxi squad that, you know, they've been traveling with because of COVID reasons. Each team is traveling with five extra players that, you know, they can call up quickly if they need to. So it'll be interesting to see if Roberto Perez plays. Austin Hedges has done a. Listen, I know no one likes his bat. I don't. But he's got two homers because when he does actually make contact, he's still got that big power. But he is one hell of a defensive catcher. He's excellent framer. Like, I really enjoy watching him catch. He's good. He's good. He's got the good flow. He's got the good hair. But uh, that long-ass swing is just <laughs> – if the oh pitch is, if the pitch is anywhere near the left side of the plate, he just swings through it. The most ridiculous – I don't – this is one of those weird universe things – I got my tweet deck up, and someone just retweeted a uh, tweet from Lynn Henning into my feed, a a story about Max Scherzer. I I haven't seen Lynn Henning in (laughs) five years. He's got talk about him. He's gotten two mentions ago, and now here he is. That's so bizarre. Yeah, isn't that that wild? We were at Wo- we were at Wojo's we were at Wojo's birthday party. I think he turned forty or fifty many years ago, and. uh, this is Bob Bob Wanowski of the Detroit News, and Lynn Henning came up to me and goes, "What's up, Jamie?" He thought I was Jamie Samuelson. He didn't even know my name, and I had been here like fifteen years. Didn't even know who I was. Like, thanks, man. Anyway, uh, so that's the week. So wait, so is the hunger strike over? What do I do? I don't have a decision. I don't really know what I'm going to do. Hunger strike over? It's, this is not my call. It's yours. <laughs> I mean, if you're a man of your word, you won't. You won't watch. Oh but God! I, want, but he's not going to play. He's, he's not going to play for four of the next five games. <laughs> Okay, Here, here's your here's your out. I'm going to give you this. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the executive producer's not going to agree because you know how he is. He wants you... Oh, he accu- he's accusing me of cheating. Just because I can text what's going on <laughs> off a game cast doesn't mean I'm watching. <laughs> I will allow 
I will allow you to watch when Bowers is not in the starting How's that? <laughs> <laughs> and if he pinch hits, you have to turn now, the television off immediately. Here's that's so, fine. That's fine. And here's here's another thing. If if like we lose tonight, like eleven nothing, then that could be a bad. Then then maybe I go back yeah, to yeah because we went four and two four and two without me. Strike. Yeah, four yeah. and two without me. So, all right, I'll give it a shot tonight. I'm ending. <laughs> I'm ending the strike tonight, but I won't watch Wednesday. Oh, great. Uh, Bieber's pitching. You gotta watch well, Wednesday. It's Bieber Singer. But if Bowers is in the lineup, I have to be a man of my word. Do you I, know who Ramona Singer is, by the way? I don't. No. Who's okay. that? Ramona Singer. She's the worst. No, she's the worst housewife of New York. Real Housewives of New York. She's she's one of the she's one of the worst of the worst. What about Steven you know, Singer? My girl, brutal Stephanie knows. What about Steven my Singer? Girl, Alyssa, they know what's up. <laughs> They're down. They're down. All right, sorry. Anyway. What about what about Steven Singer? They're, his billboards are even up here. <laughs> I hate Steven Singer. Oh wait, it's twelve twenty. I gotta go. I we gotta edit this, and I got a one o'clock meeting uh, to talk some Q five experience. There you go. All right. Is, is it with Ed Slot? <laughs> <laughs> Slot report? No, he's only on with uh, with um, uh, Baintree. <laughs> That's right. Damn right. Wait till take it over the West Coast, Baintree. Wait till Andy Raffel, a uh, uh, listener of the pod, Andrew, hears this. You, my friend. Andrew, sorry, yes. Oh yes. my God. All right, so that's... He should, be, he should sponsor the podcast. <laughs> he can't. He'd be competing with Financial Architects, Inc. Oh, that's true, that's true. Okay. FAI, baby. Check out my bio at financialarch.com. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm probably not allowed to do that, but all right. Off so, the rails. Off the rails. All right, so there it is. Dairy Brothers Tribecast for another week. Big series with the Royals, and then the Reds come in, and we'll talk to you next week. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.